0: Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you?
1: Welcome back to the Turbo Team Podcast. I am Jake Brend. As always, this is episode 40, a milestone episode, uh, Mister Chris, in honor of Mr. Chris Street, number 40. Go, go Indians. <laughs> With me today, we've got Ben joining me from uh, the old IC. How are you, Ben?
0: Fortunate son is lame. Gimme shelter is better. I'll say it.
1: I don't know what any of that means, but... Good to see you too, Alex. <laughs> how are you?
2: I was up by three right now. It looks like we're gonna go into the end of the first lead over number seven,
0: Ohio State. Everything's looking up for a prototypical wow. uh, Vietnam or uh, I don't Thanks know for that explaining era the joke, films. Um, are you a Gimme Shelter guy? Or are you a Fortunate Son guy? I like Rolling Stones more than I do Creedence Clearwater Revival. That's what you I'm got. going. I'm going off of the song. Alone. Okay,
1: who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Today we are going to be reviewing. The newest, uh, not HBO Max film, but just the newest movie, kind of blockbuster, but it was released on HBO Max along with in theaters. It's The Little Things, directed by John Lee Hancock. It was released, I believe, on January 29th. came out last, it is starring, last Friday. Yeah, so that's probably January 29th. Starring Denzel Washington as Deke, uh, Rami Malik as Detective Baxter, and... Everyone's favorite, Jared Leto, as Albert Sparma. Arr. Ben, do you, ben <laughs> do you have a synopsis to take us through today?
0: Yes, I do. Uh, the Little Things uh, takes place and follows Deputy Sheriff Joe Deak Deakins, who joins forces with Sergeant Jim Baxter to search for a serial killer who's terrorizing Los Angeles. As they track the culprit, Baxter is unaware that the investigation is dredging up echoes of Deek's past uncovering disturbing secrets that could threaten more than his case.
1: Well done. That uh, yeah. that explains the movie better than the movie does itself. <laughs> and I guess before we get into our review of the little things, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive Fantasy has all your DFS and esports gambling wants. Be sure to use promo code around at sign up and receive a deposit bonus of up to $50. For first-time users, be sure to use promo code around at sign up and Thrive will match any deposit, up to 50 big ones. We want to thank the presenting sponsor, Thrive Fantasy App, for supporting the Turbo Team Podcast. As always, just a a great sponsor for all of our degenerate friends out there. (laughs) So, getting into the review, I know that uh, I didn't like this film a lot, and I know that Alex hated this film. The film sucked. Ben, Ben, I haven't heard your opinion, so...
0: Uh, what do you think
1: of the little things?
0: <laughs> it's not going to be that far off from your guys. as this was, this was very mediocre at best. Bad. Ass, terrible. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I think that it very obviously played off of the tropes that we've seen a million times in detective and serial killer films. But it just tried to think that it was a lot more than it actually was. It, this reminded me
2: of like Seven meets like Zodiac in a way, except bad in every way. Po- like, imagine, so the terror, thing, yeah. The things that make Seven and Zodiac great are the complete opposite for the little things where they're awful and terrible and makes me never want to watch this movie again.
1: <laughs> it reminded me of. 8 out of 10. It reminded me of Fincher, but like.
2: It's very Fincher. Films. Yeah,
1: But not, but like film school, like made by a 23-year-old.
2: 23-year-old that got Denzel Washington to sign on. And Jared Leto and Rami Malek. Who have all won Oscars. So this guy did, the director, uh, John Lee Hancock, did The Blind Side, which I hate. Saving Mr. Banks, which I heard was fine. The Highwaymen, which was sucked. uh, The Founder, which I heard was okay. uh, And he also did The Alamo, so... The founder was pretty good, but yeah, I've heard the founder was pretty good, but I know why. Knows. After <laughs> this, I don't know. <laughs> all right, initial reactions. I hate it. Everyone knows that. What do you get? What do you guys think,
0: Jake? Okay, you can't. Okay, it's not. It's not that easy, Alex. Explain why you hate it. Um, I'd rather I have. So I don't know if you can see this. No, uh, the listeners cannot see this. No.
2: No, I'm talking about you guys. These are all my. Neg- <laughs> these are all negatives. There's not a single positive in here. So I'd like to save it for the negatives rather. Uh, me going off on a tangent. So.
1: <laughs> i i guess i can for positives i thought that the performances were good that's that about ends the the positives so the movie wasn't like it, the movie was mediocre there i'm sure alex will dig into it but there was nothing that like made it just like completely unwatchable i just thought it was just way too cookie cutter as far as these type of movies go like as we already mentioned, it kind of just plays up the same tropes as Seven, plays off the same tropes as Zodiac, and I think that it just makes it for a very predictable film when it's not supposed to be that at all. Like, these thrillers are supposed to bring you to the edge of your seat not knowing what's going to happen, and I guess this film did an okay job of that, but the problem is they didn't give you a reason to care about what was going to happen. Like, I could yeah. not have cared less at the end at the end of the movie mm-hmm. when it when it was determined that Denzel Washington uh, accidentally shot one of the girls in the force that was one of the victims i was like oh okay
2: cool <laughs> like there was that was the that was a big twist <laughs> though okay nothing fine whatever nothing happened in this movie nothing happened <laughs> there's oh, like
0: hey, hey hey alex chill out we haven't gotten to my positives yet okay oh
2: fine go ahead
0: right. uh there aren't any okay go ahead Nothing happened in this movie, man. Nothing. We go up. So here's one
2: of my negatives: costume design of this movie. It was awful. Do you know what time period this was supposed to take place? It was supposed to be like '90s. Wasn't it It's supposed to be the '80s. Nobody was dressed like this. Was the '80s? Nobody. The cops' uniforms looked like exterminators. Like legit. Like, Denzel Washington's police <laughs> uniform made him look like an exterminator. The costume, de- like, I don't really pay attention to costume design. This was awful. This was awful costume design. And nothing looked made it feel like the 80s at all, other than at the end, you notice, oh, hey, they didn't use a cell phone.
0: Okay. Like, nothing fucking. Oh, I guess the- it's before cell phones. The minute I they wish used- there was something else to tell me what time period this was.
2: The minute somebody used a payphone, you're like, oh, this isn't like modern day. Okay. And that's the only tell you had was them using payphones. Um, none of the characters are believable. None of them. I didn't believe a single performance in this movie. Uh, Jared Leto, I don't like. He's weird, and I think all his performances suck. Um, Rami Malek's character was the least believable character I've ever seen. Rami Malek is like 5'8", <laughs> a buck 20 soaking wet, and he's supposed to be this authoritative like detective. <laughs> like, if, uh, if this guy was interrogating me, I'd be like, you don't have anybody bigger or better than this guy? And also, I just see... Fucking Eddie Merc or Freddie Mercury every time I look at him. So, like, like that's not that's not some detective. That's the lead singer of Queen. You sing uh, "Fat Bottom Girls," okay? Um, yeah, and so, like, you know, I'm supposed to believe Rami Malek kills Jared Leto with this very strong
0: slap across the face with this shovel. Like, no way, man. Like, I mean, to his defense, uh, uh, Jared Leto seemed pretty soft as it was.
2: Yeah. Um, I thought even Denzel Washington was bad. I think. So you know so this in 2020 or 2021 whatever um our favorite actor Liam Neeson had a movie come out called The Marksman and that reminded me of the movie that these old actors like 20 years ago that were huge make when they're 60 or 70 and their careers are way past them and they refuse to admit it and this feels like almost that movie for Denzel Washington <laughs> I, I, I I think definitely Denzel Washington's next movie is going to be the one where like why are you doing this man do you know who did this perfectly? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro had his gangster man, where he was the toughest man in Hollywood, and then he went and made the intern, where he's like a sixty-year-old intern that works for Anne Hathaway.
0: Yeah, and then he, he also started did a comedy. bad grandpa. Yeah, he does now. Uh, he does
2: stupid comedy movies. Whatever. Like, like that's how <laughs> I, you have, if you are like a, a serious actor, like that's how you end your career when you are old and refuse to give up acting. You do comedies that suck. And Denzel Washington is this close from ruining his entire career because he refuses to let go of his past badass persona. It really sucks. I'll get into more negatives, but that's my initial reaction.
0: I had a I had a note that perfectly accredited your point, where it was like it reminded me of a clip from Taken Three or that I've seen on different like on YouTube or on Twitter, where it takes five different cuts, more than five. It takes like fourteen cuts to show Liam Neeson uh, hopping over a fence, but it's not even like Liam Neeson. They just very obviously had a stunt double do it for him. Yeah. And those like cuts to have him do a sort of actiony uh super intense moment where he's climbing down and being very physically uh, active reminded me exactly of like when Denzel was on the roof of the motel or yeah the apartment building and was like climbing down the drain pipe. It's, like, it's dude, so many different cuts to show that it obviously wasn't him and dude, it wasn't tense.
2: He's 65 years old. He's not going to be doing this. Um <laughs> you're talking of cuts reminds me of my very first point I wrote down. The editing in this movie is horrendous. Um <laughs> do you remember that clip that went viral on Twitter a few years ago when Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated for best picture and it was literally yeah, like, like a discussion and then just bouncing back and forth really quickly. That was this movie like to a T. I like, had that I, I had a note wrote down. Characters will be answering questions or replying to someone before they're even done talking. It cuts to a different clip of them like fucking answering this question. It's like what? No that doesn't happen. The dialogue in this is sucks at all. That scene where he meets his family, where Denzel Washington meets Rami Malik's family and then he meets his daughter for the first time. This his daughter has <laughs> never seen this man in her life. And then five, like two minutes later they're like alright time to go to school and she just gives this old creepy man a kiss on the cheek before she goes to school like what was that man? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah dude this movie, this movie sucks. Like I don't recommend this movie to anybody it's two hours, it's a waste of your time Nobody in it's good, it's boring I fell asleep three times trying to watch this movie That's not even a joke It took me, <laughs> it took me almost three days to watch this movie It's fucking terrible uh, Whoa, it's, Was
1: it 72 hours
0: long? It was two hours And it felt like 48 <laughs> Well, uh, I'd watch Joker 15 times before I watch this again I've seen some reviews and some takes on the movie Praising like that cold open they had with the woman who was like running away from a mysterious, um, a good Cold insurer. open. I okay, like so it. the the cold open worked for you.
2: Yeah, I liked it. I thought that's. I mean, it's like uh, it's like Zodiac. Like in Zodiac, like, they meet and then the guy kills them, and then we get into like who the actual characters are.
0: So I, I okay. Was, like, so you you just liked it as a story standpoint.
2: It wasn't anything yeah. original that I've seen before, no, but I thought they did it very well. Yeah, I thought I thought it's like, it's a safe opening to a serial killer detective movie.
0: I thought it was just okay, like... Well, yeah, like it wasn't... could have just stayed in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah, that
2: clearly, yeah, too, where she tries to knock on this like very clearly closed diner or whatever. For like two minutes. It's like, dude, just drive in your car. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> running. Get in your car. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Okay, so it's not even a positive, really. I just
2: thought, that out of all the scenes in this movie, that was the one where I had the least beef with, other than the the definite like, "What are you doing?" Like, just keep driving. Like,
0: <laughs> what'd you think of the uh, the dialogue? It
2: was and just, awful. How,
0: <laughs> and just the way all the characters would interact and the jokes, quote unquote, that they like to throw in. Which is literally anyone telling Denzel something, and then he just awkwardly would laugh at it for seven seconds.
2: Did you know? Did you guys <laughs> notice that Denzel, like, awkwardly smiles? Like, at oh, people yeah. for no reason. He smiled reason. so much. Like, it's not a joke. It's not him being, like, like cunning or whatever. He just has this weird smile. Where he's like,
0: and then he's like, keeps like, yeah. walking.
2: He's like, what the fuck was that, man?
0: It's like, dude, we're, yeah, on, thought... we're on a crime scene. <laughs>
2: I thought
1: the probably the most disappointing part of the movie, because it's not really that, I guess it's not easy to do, but it's also not really hard to screw it up this bad. But the cinematography was just so boring. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the climax of the movie was out in kind of like the desert. And I don't think like the desert itself isn't exactly always a cool spot to be able to do something. But like my mind goes to Barry
0: mm-hmm. when
1: they do that episode out in the desert. Like it's beautiful. And even, like, the end of 7, it adds to the effect. Yeah. But in this movie, it's like... It's, okay, it's literally just desert. an empty
0: lot, and they don't do yeah. a whole lot with it. Point yeah, they
1: point. just... They're like, oh, they they chose a desert, and they made it look like a video game. It was just... Like, overall, like, there's just there's not a single shot in this movie that I can go back to and be like, wow. Like, see, I can kind of see where the director is going with this. There's not really, like creative differences when i watch this it's just like i don't really agree with anything i just thought it was a cookie cutter of movies like seven or zodiac and just not anywhere near as well executed just like i think you can describe this movie to someone if you just use the analogy of imagine seven but uh inside of brad pitt it's rami malek like Mm -hmm. that's just yeah. I mean that's exactly how we how you would describe it because that's what it is if you told me that oh go and watch seven but like the cast is just worse you you'd probably be watching this movie so that that's kind of how I view it it's it's nowhere near any of those high level um, high praised, critically acclaimed crime thrillers because it's just it's just average it's, at best.
2: They, they didn't try and do anything ordinary. Like this was a very – like the plot of the movie and what they tried to do was very safe, but they just didn't execute it well at all. Like, uh, like in Seven, like they had the whole thing with the seven deadly sins and, you know, Kevin Spacey at the end turns himself in. Like that's not anything out of the ordinary, but they do it in this way where it's so intense and like you like the John Doe character. You can tell that clearly has an upper hand the whole time. They tried to do it this this time with Jared Leto, but it's like like they don't like in John Doe. We knew John Doe did it. We don't even know if he. uh, I watched this entire movie. I still don't know if Jared Leto's character did it. That's
0: left ambiguous.
2: Well, it's left ambiguous. It's like, oh, he kind of did it. Like, here is a headband, and then it's like, oh, it's a fake headband he bought from the fucking Target down the street. You know, like for all we know, Rami Malek could have just killed an innocent guy that maybe just wasn't right in the head. And like, that's the whole movie. Basically, this whole two hours built up to was just absolutely nothing. Like, nothing happened. Like I said before, nothing happens in this movie. Like, they don't find the killer. Like, also, they're acting like like Denzel Washington's character, like. Couldn't solve this murder like thirty years ago, and now he just won't let it go. This happened five years ago. Credit. I was fourteen years old five years ago, but like,
0: five it, years doesn't seem like that. Like,
2: five, like these guys, like <laughs> clearly the killer's still alive. Clearly he's still around. Like, it's not like you're, you know, grasping at straws to find whoever killed this guy. Like, because he did the very years.
0: distinct thing with the bags too. Yeah,
2: like how long was Ted Bundy doing shit? Like, dude, it's like five years isn't that long.
0: <laughs> it's it's the little things that'll get you, Alex. Oh my God! That's dude. what you don't get.
2: They forced the name, the title of the movie into <laughs> the script so much. <laughs> they, well, the first time they're like, "Well, what's she having in her stomach?" And the Ramsey Alex was like, "She had uh she had a beef in her stomach." And then Denzel Washington's like, you "Gotta pay attention to little things." And it's like, oh, all right, that's the end of the movie. And then, <laughs> number one, they never track back to why her having beef in her stomach is like, important. And then they get to the end, and he's like, you, you got to do the little things. The little things will get you. you got to pay attention to the little things. Like,
0: little things are what makes a case. It's like, dude, we
2: get the title of the movie. I'm still not
0: going to watch it again. Like, if If anything, up. I think what they were trying to do with all that, like by talking about the meat in her stomach and the fact that she was a vegetarian, so she never would have ate that. Yeah. and how he might have force fed her and then moved her body days afterwards and brought new food in I think that was like all of them just trying to add some quirk to the serial killer that they didn't actually flesh out or draw upon for the rest of the film or need because, mm-hmm. <laughs> or need but I think it's just because I don't know they might have just been trying to set up the fact that they really are lost and they couldn't figure it out and that's why it showed Denzel throwing away the different red uh uh, what are they? They're not bayonets. <laughs> uh, uh, Headbands. Barrettes. 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 Yeah. Like, he was... That was him trying to give Rami Malek closure you know, for something that he wasn't positive about and that they wouldn't be able to figure out.
2: I get that, but, like, we still never find out if he was the killer. Like, they never tell us who the killer was, which, like, you don't need to, but the way they, like, did it fucking sucked.
1: Like, yeah, I don't know. So I think one of the things that sucked so much about this was how not suspenseful it was. Mm-hmm. At, so the, it was probably like an hour and a half in. I'm like, when am I supposed to just like care feel that rush? It, well, yeah, one care, but also just like get that sense of like anxiety, like, okay, something is really about to happen. Mm-hmm. And when they get in the car that like, when they get in the car to go out to the desert, that should be when it was. But I never really felt anything until I knew that uh, the detective, uh, whatever his name was, Detective Baxter was going to kill Jared Leto. Like, as soon as they started playing that music, I knew that he was going to hit him in the face with a shovel. Yeah. And I didn't care when it happened because I knew it was coming. There was no suspense built up to it. It just, like, Jared Leto just started talking to him about, oh, you're a failure. Oh, you're a hypocrite. So then he killed him. And it's like... All right. I what's the what's the point of this? What's the message? The it I the only message I think I could see is that like sometimes the detectives are just as clueless as other people or like like that's about the extent of it. Yeah. Like they they just felt like there was no real no real point to the plot or no real themes in this movie which that's usually what I look for is the theme and there was just like there's nothing groundbreaking about this at all.
2: Uh, I also thought I wrote down. I thought the music was bad. Like I didn't like the music in it. Like, like I said again, that's not like I said with costume design, that's not really something I pay attention to. But like, I I just remember the play. Like when they were uh, investigating the the first crime scene where the girl was like tied up against the door. Do you know what I'm talking about? The garbage bag in her in the apartment. Yeah. Like there's some music they put over that. I was like, why is this in here? Like, what? Like this doesn't fit the scene at all. like it's like upbeat. Like some techno shit. I was like, why is this the music you chose for this? Uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: so Alex, what other negatives do you have? I know you had a huge list. I'm
2: just going to go down the list. Um, no. So first one was the editing's bad, uh, bad cuts, too many quick jumps and just not good. Number two, none of the characters are believable, especially R- Rami Malik. Number three, music sucks. Number four, whole thing just feels super awkward. Um, like none of the characters felt like they had real chemistry. Like, Denzel Washington's clearly has some weird past that they never fully explain, and we never really find out. It's, they're just all very vague about it. The whole thing just feels awkward. Um, the dialogue isn't realistic or believable. Costume design's bad. Characters are answering questions before they finish. That has to do with the editing. The little girl kissing Denzel Washington on the cheek. Uh, Jared Leto is fucking weird as usual. Um, the movie gets too dark at times. I don't mean as far as content. I mean, like, visually, like, the shots are really dark. You can barely tell what's going on. Like it, it, the scenes are dark. So I think that's just bad, bad editing production. And then the last one I said, Remy Malik as an authoritative figure is not believable at all. So yeah, this movie was bad. Everything about it was bad. I don't, like I said, I don't have any positives other than the opening cold open was like, fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys talk. I've been talking a lot.
1: No, I don't, I don't really <laughs> have anything to add. It's hard for me to, to talk about a movie. I don't like,
0: like, <laughs> Oh, when well, I, I, I see don't
1: something, mean. I... well, kind of that, but not really. It's just when I see something that I don't like, I... or when I'm supposed to be critical, I just don't really like care as much. And I know, like, Alex pretty much echoed every single thought that I had as far. I think my, as I already said, my my deepest problems and concerns go with just the the pointless themes of the movie, and it's. I mean it's the it's the typical detective movie. Oh the main guy's trying to solve the crime heroically but also protect his family at all costs. Like there's nothing creative about that at all. Like that that happens in every movie and some some do it better than others because the family like actually gets threatened. Like this movie, that doesn't happen at all. Like
0: he just referenced I'm that not, he saw them before.
1: Yeah. Like I'm not insinuating that detective baxter's kids should have been like killed or anything but they should have at least like had the looming threat of it just to i don't know get get your blood pumping a little bit so fellas do we have any last thoughts before we get into our ratings of the little things
2: um a th- couple th- uh so there was one scene when they're chasing when Rami Malek and Jared Leto are going off to the desert and Denzel Washington is tailing them. I remember one kind of production thing I saw where Denzel Washington is supposed to be turning onto the the uh, exit and like clearly the like camera the uh, window behind him is showing him turning but the wheel isn't moving at all. His hands are still ten and two. I thought that was funny because it was bad. And then uh, this movie has forty eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I didn't expect a lot going in uh i people i talked to i said we we're gonna review it said like oh they heard that's good and i was like oh it might be bad like not too bad and then i watched it and it was just horrendous so not a good film don't watch it wasted of your time all
0: right let's get into ratings ben you go first okie dokie um yeah i thought that animosity towards like denzel's character was odd like everyone hated him that was still there except for one And, like, the only thing is that, like, he freaked out and, like, just had a mental breakdown and accidentally killed somebody. But, like, they hate him, hate him for that. (laughs) It's kind of odd, and, like, that was was just their way to try to allude to a past that they eventually revealed, but that payoff also made no sense, and one, two, didn't pay off. Uh, Denzel's corpse talk was so funny. When he was talking to the body that was on the slab in the morgue, (laughs) he was having a conversation. Was like, "You're trying to tell me something, aren't you?" (laughs) Yeah, I know you are. And then his ex wife or whatever, just like behind him, just staring at him.
2: Oh, that wasn't his ex wife. That was like the coroner that like faked the girl's death that they found him. But the scene with his ex wife was so funny. No,
0: that was the same person.
2: No, wasn't. It was a different lady. But the scene really? with his ex-wife where he went up and he's like, how are you doing? You want to get some coffee or lunch or something? She's like, I got to go to work. He's like, fine. And then he, like, kicks the wood chips in their yard, and, like, that's the only interaction they have throughout the whole movie. Like, that's <laughs> so funny.
0: Glad they threw it in. I know. It shows how, shows how, uh, uh, how twisted Denzel's character is. Oh,
2: he's so twisted. He accidentally <laughs> killed a girl, and now he is an exterminator.
0: Yeah, Whoa. <laughs> uh, uh so i, hate, I hated the food, way man. that jared leto walked
2: mm, same <laughs> yeah did, was he so had fun. like a it looks like he
0: put weight on for this movie he had like a stomach did you guys notice that yeah he had a little hot yeah. no belly no but the <laughs> Kern and i were watching this and we were just laughing the whole time because like their whole interaction when they try to get him to go somewhere else he was like uh meet me at this bar i want to apologize for today and he's like is that the place where the potato skins? And then he doesn't answer. <laughs> they just hang up.
1: <laughs> Jared Leto walked in this movie like the kid that just skipped class in high school and would walk around the halls.
2: Yeah, but it's like a, Tread it looks like a, they take really like a uh, long strides and
0: like kind of hop at
2: the top. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you don't need so, to So Ben, what's really. your rating? Yeah, give us your rating
0: uh real quick awkward laughing was really funny uh denzel's freak out when they were interrogating him made no sense it was not genuine at all he was like we got you we got you <laughs> i so i
2: saw that he was not like a prediction so the variety had him not like as a predictor of best actor for the oscar season and i was like do we watch the same movie like he was Wait,
0: the did they come out
2: after this movie? As a predictor, it was if you just go to variety, they have a whole like selection of predictions per each
0: award. So well yeah, but like when was that article or whatever released? They update it every Thursday. They have for <sighs> the past year. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um I mean, okay. Um yeah, get into your the, rate, the religious references didn't make any sense. They came out of nowhere and they didn't tie in at all. They just threw that in to try and be fake deep again. But yeah, if you Weren't able to tell. I also did not enjoy this at all. Uh, If anything, it was just kind of brooding at points. And I don't know. It's always neat to get a dark look at downtown LA. Give me drive feels. But nope. Uh, Wasn't a fan of this really corny cop who breaks all the rules cliche. It's odd now. And this was very poorly done. So what's your rate? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was the question. (laughs) No, I give this a, I give this a two, man. Yeah.
1: A two, oh,
0: a two, geez. dog. Uh, so I was gonna go three. Fuck it, one and a half.
2: <laughs> Dude, I hated this movie. I hated it. The like I've seen movies that look worse, but as far as content goes and like acting and everything, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like one and a half out of ten.
1: So I I think I'll be a little more generous than that, but a two and a half I think is fair for me i i guess we'll give it a 2.25 uh there's just nothing that makes me want to talk about this with anyone like oh wow have you seen the little things like what does this little thing mean oh i didn't mean no pun intended boo, uh, like, boo, like, why, boo, why did, this, yeah, why did this, well. this why did this character do this why does character do that and it's just like n- there's nothing for that for me so i yeah. will probably never mention this movie Ever again, unless we're referencing episode forty of the Turbo Team podcast. So
2: funny, such a li- big milestone. actually, it's probably a good thing we reviewed this movie for a milestone episode because I think this is our worst review to date, and uh, I hated the interview. So <laughs> I think I, so, hear, I think you give the interview I, a four. The out interview five.
0: had a couple jokes that worked.
1: Yeah, I I regret to inform the little things that this movie has received a. Opposite endorsement from the Turbo Team Podcast. It's
2: the worst possible endorsement you can have.
1: <laughs> the Turbo Team Podcast does not recommend this movie. But do you know what the Turbo Team Podcast does recommend? The Bachelor.
2: Thrive Fantasy? Right now, oh, The Bachelor, yes. <laughs>
1: right now our... <laughs> Thrive Fantasy and The Bachelor. Uh, right now our Bachelor button is broken, so Good you don't get to hear the beautiful music but we're just going to dive right into this week's episode it was a crazy week five i think everyone's yeah good episode everyone's two least favorite characters got voted off which was awesome victoria and anna both got sent home uh when it happened yeah. i was really i was really happy that it mm-hmm. happened but now that i think of it i'm like where's like the humor and the drama in it come from
2: now I because they got rid of I think they're gonna pay MJ as the villain now. Going on, and they hinted at the end. It looks like Katie's starting to rub people a little bit the wrong way. Jake, how do you feel about I'm
1: that? I stand for this.
0: <laughs> what, Jake, Katie's she's, the best. She's being a snake, Jake. How, how are you going to defend that? Hey, hey I,
1: everyone I, calls I, me Jake the Snake. So uh, about for it.
2: So, how old's Matt James? He's like twenty-eight, right? Yeah. The two solo dates this this week were the two youngest contestants, Uh Kit who's twenty-one and Rachel who's twenty-three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so ben your favorite kit got a solo date what were your thoughts on how her date went
0: uh she's not my favorite after that date. <laughs> oh is it for what i said in the group chat uh yeah yeah if uh for all of the listeners that aren't in the group chat um <laughs> it was so <laughs> uh what was really awkward about kate's date was that uh her whole like Every contestant have this, has this on their one-on-ones when they're like, oh, I have this and this from my past, and that's why it's so hard to be here, and that's why I want to love you so much. But hers was that her parents were too rich, but she still got to spend plenty of time with her mom, and that she has trouble trying to live up to those expectations.
2: Yeah, her parents were too famous growing up, which is hilarious because that came right after Abigail said, "Um, her kids might be deaf," and she grew up without a dad. Um, and also she <laughs> iterated that she is deaf again. And then they cut to Kit, who said, "Yeah, my parents were really famous, and that was hard for me to make uh, relationships." Yeah, um, because I'm just I don't care. Too famous. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that wasn't the best look. I didn't at realize your parents were like fashion moguls though or at least her mom i don't think her dad was i think she said her mom was like okay she's man. like she specifically said growing up around red carpets and golden bentley's was hard for me and i was like shut the fuck up man. Like, <laughs> I,
1: I can't believe that i didn't know that her mom was a fashion icon with how much i pay attention to women's fashion <laughs>
0: <laughs> i liked her snarky comments throughout the season but yeah up to this no. She's still not working for me.
1: Well, I said it on the first episode that Kit gave off one of the worst impressions for me because she gave off that impression that her parents bought like her entire way through New York City and through college. And, yeah. I mean, she definitely gave off those vibes the entire time, but her one-on-date definitely reiterated that and proved that that was pretty true.
2: Well, it makes sense because her – like. Job title underword says fashion entrepreneur and she's 21 years old so like she's clearly not a student in college you know she's clearly definitely living in New York City and or Los Angeles or whatever and just living life you know but relationships are hard for her because she grew up around gold bentleys and red carpets
1: I grew up in a gold ford fusion baby
0: <laughs> I drove I drove a truck that was older than I was until I, I was 18 Hey man I'm on my way there I drive a, a gold 2007 Honda Civic so i'm on my okay, way Okay, so in.
1: alex you mentioned abigail's one-on-one date i thought that might have been the best one-on-one
2: date it wasn't a, it wasn't a one-on-one date it was a oh, group it was during date. the group date it was one-on-one time yeah i
0: thought i thought that michelle's group date last episode was the best one so far that was I, good too. i think
2: so too i think the thing with abigail i think the thing with abigail and matt james is like clearly, I think she gets forgotten about sometimes. But whenever he does get the time with her, he realizes how like kind of special of a girl she kind of is, and how like much he really does like her. You know, like he gave her the first, he gave her the rose. So she's going on; she'll be there next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I think I think the more he spends with Abigail, I think the more he begins to like her. So I wouldn't be surprised if she gets a solo date in the next couple of weeks. Um, which I think is going to be
0: very beneficial for her. <laughs> which is funny for contestants like Maggie, who hasn't gotten a solo date yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, Maggie got like the second rose at the beginning of the episode. I was like, that's weird. Like, like the one, the one time when they really got one-on-one time was like an awkward at the end of I think it was last week's episode when she like made him dance. It was just super weird because there was no music <laughs> or anything. They're just dancing in silence. Still they definitely play
1: Maggie. They definitely play Maggie off as like the comedic purposes. Yeah, it's last episode doing she was, stuff. She was lost in the she was stuck in the lake on the kayak and couldn't get out. Yeah. And then at the end it was like just her laughing at Matt dancing. Yeah. So it does make me curious why they're keeping her around, but I, I don't I guess I don't really mind it that much. She um, was my she was my first impression, Rose, just for being from Ethiopia.
2: Um, <laughs> Jake's first impression, Rose. <laughs> okay. Um. So, any other character? Any other things that really stood out to you guys? So Ben,
0: Victoria's gone. How do you feel about that? Um, uh, relieved, relieved. Although it looks like MJ's going to be the new villain, which I don't think completely fits. But she's not doing herself any favors this episode. I think she'll get kicked off next week anyway. So. Got a sneaking susp- suspicion of that too. But so, what did you get excited about, Ben? <laughs> no, what was so f- what was so funny was when uh Matt was playing or like flirting with MJ and they're like throwing the eggs and then she started chasing him and then he runs off immediately into Piper's interview and just starts making out with her like hard. Like so funny. (laughs) That was like the most aggressive I've seen him this entire show. And it was like in the middle of him being with MJ (laughs) and she just watches him do it. Yeah she's like oh that was weird. I thought we were flirting (laughs) it was so audacious and hilarious. Um,
2: I, I know, it, I know we're not talking about it anymore, but going back to the little things real quick, the scene in the interrogation where Jared Leto starts getting a boner looking at the dead photos that w- and then, uh, Denzel Washington like reaches down and finds out that was weird. <laughs> um, anyway, he didn't, he didn't reach down, did he? I don't know. He pointed it out and I thought that was weird. Anyway, back to the bachelor. Um, <laughs> who do you guys think's in the lead now?
1: I think it's Michelle.
0: Uh, She just in the lead. I think Michelle's gonna.
2: I think Michelle's gonna fall victim to Sarah, and I think she's gonna kind of not realize that she's playing the game and he's dating, you know, ten other women or whatever it is. Like that's what that's what really what made. Well, besides her dad, that's really what like tore Sarah down was like she just wanted that all for himself herself. And I think that's gonna be the same case with Michelle. Just initial viewings, but.
1: There's not really any that I think stand out that much.
2: I still think Serena P is pretty high up there, just because I think he kind of likes her. Uh, Serena P is good. She's nice. She she's definitely very playful with him in like a really good way, and I think he kind of enjoys that because all the other girls are kind of. She definitely she definitely doesn't necessarily chase after him a whole lot. I think. Do you think that uh, Rachel boosted is boosted? So for I her chances think, after this week. I. I think Rachel's probably top three as far as if I'm Matt James, just based off what I'm seeing. (laughs) But I don't know; Rachel just doesn't have that like bachelor finalist kind of vibe to her. You know, like she doesn't seem like someone you see win The Bachelor
0: for some reason. I don't have any preconceptions about this going in. Yeah, but like like you said, I feel like I feel like Michelle would be a top three.
1: She reminds me a lot of Hannah Ann.
0: Yeah, I see that Hannah
2: Ann last year with Peter was kind of like she definitely was like in Peter's lap. Like she do everything she was doing was to like make him happy so she would win, you know. And I I don't think Rachel's necessarily that way. I think she's a little more shy than Hannah Ann is. A little more uh uh fuck I don't even know. Like she's a little more to herself a little bit. But I mean I could see it. They definitely looked like they had a great time on that date. Um, when Matt wore the turtleneck and then put, like, that weird suit over it, but he was still wearing the turtleneck, that w- looked bad. Um, And then they kind of paraded around the dress shop, whatever. Also, that first dress she's tried on, the uh, yellow and black one, that was ugly. I don't care what anybody says. That was the hideous. You didn't like
0: that? No, it was
2: ugly, man. It looked like a huge, ugly prom dress.
0: <laughs> they were uh, just getting eccentric with the dresses. They had to
2: um yeah i don't know i think definitely the girls are kind of getting tired of being around each other you know i think definitely now they want more time with matt than they do each other compared to the first few weeks where they're kind of like oh i got like a bunch of new friends now it's kind of like you know they're kind of like all right oh it's like over half of us are gone like when do i get time with the actual guy like you said like maggie hasn't got any time with him katie's barely gotten any time with them uh kit just got time with them like there's a lot of girls that still need their like one on one to Ryan that hasn't really had time with them. MJ hasn't really had time with them. So
0: Ryan, kind of, okay, Ryan's time has just been uh, complaining about being yeah. discriminated against. See, that's the thing is
2: like, if you were a contestant on The Bachelor, would you rather go and complain about these girls and try to get them cut, like kicked off? Would you rather just like take it in, and be like, all right, it's whatever, and like spend your time with Matt so he like is paying like he has a good. Because if you complain, if you just constantly come into Matt saying, "Oh, this girl's being mean. This girl's being mean. This girl's being mean," he's going to be like, "Oh, this is the one that always feels like she's, <laughs> vic- she's like she's a victim." He's
0: gonna, it's going to gonna take him a few seconds to absorb all that information. He's going to com- be real dumbfounded there at the beginning, but yeah, but compared, Rachel, to like Ra- his conclusion eventually.
2: compared to like Rachel or Kit or Serena P, who clearly are at the top because they're not bringing them all this drama they're just like i'm gonna spend my time with you like in a positive light like this is a nice date i want to have a nice date or some time with you i don't want to focusing on the other girls i don't want you thinking about the other girls when you're with me you
0: know yeah because that's 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 why Anna got kicked off
2: and as much as i like it's Katie, she
0: went way out of her way to try and kick someone else off
2: yeah and as much as i like katie with jake like katie's starting to like Harry feels like every time she uh her name comes up around matt it's something negative you know like I like obviously I've never been on the Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I that's not how you play the game. I can tell just from watching this, the seasons. <laughs> yeah, I think no, but, I
1: think Katie's yeah. gonna go downhill next week, which kind of sucks because I'm a huge mm-hmm. Katie fan. But that just kind of feels uh-huh. like where it's going.
2: I mean, you're right in the sense that yeah, she does like she at times she is like the only one that acts like in a, I think she's the oldest one there. She's 29, so I think she's the oldest one there. So yeah, at times she does. Acts like the like the adult there but also at times i feel like she's trying to act too much like the adult and it's not like necessarily to get off. in way. not necessarily parent the guys but act like almost like uh almost like a uh, like like a like a sorority like the senior in a sorority when like the sophomore girls are beefing and she's trying to like step in you know almost like this that. Man like knows. she's trying to be she's trying to be the older one which is like dude
0: just try and get Matt to marry you
2: man just don't focus about the drama like who cares well i think she's
0: trying to be like a middle ground because she like listened to everybody and seemed very i don't know adulty about i don't know everything. she confronts a lot and i think gaming. that it works <laughs> you know. but whatever
2: um i don't know it is to you guys but at times i feel like people more aren't there to f- marry matt more than they are just to kind of be on tv i don't know if you, the you guys get that of feeling course of course but- they are yeah yeah, This episode, especially, I got it. Like, some of them clearly aren't there for the right reasons, which, for sure. Whatever. I mean, the winner of The Bachelorette two years ago only had a girlfriend, only went on to promote his music career. So, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, just closing thoughts before we wrap up for this week's episode of the Turbo Team podcast. I think my sleeper right now is Piper. I think she's going to go far. And X. Ben talked about that scene where they just like aggressively made out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. She's been getting more. She's been getting more screen time, just not even where she's talking, but more just where it like the camera pans to her every time they did that a lot for Anna before uh, she started to go out of screen time. They did that. I mean, obviously all season for Victoria, they started to do that for Katie. I think that Piper, Maybe not next week, but the week after that is gonna start getting a lot of screen time for worse or for better. Because as we know, a lot of screen time either means a lot of drama or they're doing really well with Matt. So I guess we'll yeah. see where that where that leads them.
2: Her screen time to this week kind of seemed more like she like it wasn't necessarily great screen time. It was mostly just her complaining that she's not getting time with Matt, you know. And that's pretty much all of it. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's just a sign she's gonna get kicked off soon. Um, when when uh when do you think who's oh, so I've, all the girls have got the one on one dates? Who do you think is gonna be the first one to get that gets kicked off?
0: What do you mean of the of the girls that have had the one on one dates already?
2: Yeah, Rachel, Kit, Serena P, uh, Piper. I think Piper had one. Um, Michelle, Bree uh brie had
0: one brie which one's brie abigail dude okay all of them have except maggie and the new girls yeah the newbies. Pretty, pretty much MJ,
2: MJ, mj hasn't uh katie hasn't <laughs> uh has, has piper
0: had a one-on-one i don't know who cares um so then what's your quote co- well, the thing is, the like the more that we get into the season, like the more that the actual good contestants are gonna have to drop off, because this week it's been like a lot of oh, I could totally see this person leaving, or yeah, those picks don't affect me at all. But like, who's yeah. gonna be the, who, who's gonna be the girl he keeps around and
2: for fancy sweets just because she's hot and she doesn't really have any interest in winning?
0: <laughs> what? Last
2: year was uh, last year's Victoria. Yeah, I've, F. I've
0: heard I've heard that that was last year's, but I don't know if. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Matt James seems less. like a little <laughs> less after, after more, this less week. of
0: a horn dog than Peter was, but
1: he seems a little better than that. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode on the Turbo Team podcast. As always, we'll be back next week with some more bachelor updates what is there i think 10 weeks left i think it's a 15 week show
2: sure i don't know <laughs> but
1: things are things things get better when it's uh, less women because they start to hate each other more and you actually start to be able to make logical predictions about who's going to win because right now pretty much everyone or every thought i have is like oh wow that person had a really good talk i think they're going to win and then the next week they don't get screen time so yeah I, I think the next like two or three weeks we're going to start figuring out who's who who's going to be in the top five and who's not. So
2: Let's go for, out
1: friend, for <laughs> Ben and for Alex, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. I promise we'll be back with a better movie next week that isn't uh, the little things. But until then, we want to thank you for listening to the Turbo Team Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the Turbo Team Pod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are listened to. Thank you for listening.